0: Welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. I am so excited that you chose to tune in today. We are going to be talking about relationships. Relationships. We like to keep the podcast super practical and uh, relationships are just a part of our lives. Friendships, uh, the people that we surround ourselves with. You have heard the saying before that you are the sum of your five closest friends. So I want to share a podcast with you today entitled... Who is in your room? Who is in your room? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who's in your corner, so to say, because it matters a lot. It actually will determine how far you go. It'll determine how far you go, not only in life, but in faith. If you are believing God today for something, for a miracle, for a life change, if you're really pressing in, the people that you surround yourself with it matters. And so we're going to take a look at a story in Matthew chapter 9. It's a story of Jesus. He is ministering to people and a ruler, a centurion, comes up to him and he tells him that his daughter is sick. And so Jesus goes and he follows this, uh, this ruler back to his house. And he is going to perform a, a healing, a miracle for his daughter. And let's pick up in verse 23 and see what happens here. So Jesus is going back to his house. It says, And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in, took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went all throughout the district. Who's in your room? So Jesus goes, he he gets to the house, and upon seeing the house, he sees that there is already, like, a a funeral in process. There's already people that are mourning the death of this little girl and so Jesus is trying to clear the room and trying to make a distinction around the people of faith versus the people who are just naturally minded and so I want to talk to you for a minute about that. Who are the people of faith that you're surrounding yourself with? That whenever you become a child of God. Whenever you become a Christian, everything changes. And we've talked about that before. We've talked about navigating friendships. But I really want to really zone in on your faith friends, the faith relationships that are around you uh, and and how it really should become a strength to your life and really there's moments that you might have to clear the room and that's okay there was a restriction placed upon even jesus while the wrong people were in the room people who were laughing at him people who were mocking his miracle you know who in your life uh, is is listening to the things that god has put into your heart and maybe they're laughing about them. Maybe they're saying that is never going to happen. Maybe you have some flute players and some professional mourners in your life. Yes, in the Bible they would actually hire professional mourners to come and grieve and mourn uh, with somebody during a loss, to be Fellowship in their sadness in sorrow to just like a nonstop cry party. And as appealing as that can sound to our flesh a lot of times, like some of us have some friends and relationships in our lives that are like professional mourners. Like they're just gonna come alongside and they are there for a good cry. You just wanna cry, 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 cry. And and you know, there is a moment where you have to say, that is great, but I don't need that in this season. What I need is somebody who is going to be in the room that is gonna draw out my faith. Somebody who is gonna say, yes, that is gonna happen. Yes, we believe with you. Yes, you—you you know, we're standing for your marriage. We're standing for your healing. Not people that are gonna suck the life and the faith out of you. And so we're gonna take a look here at some different characteristics of some friendships uh, that are actually faith friends, so there is a new room that you're walking into, there is a new version of you. There is a place and a space for your miracle, and it's your responsibility to protect that space. And so first and, and foremost, there is a right way to do this and there is a wrong way to do this. If you do this the right way, There is no reason why you shouldn't allow boundaries to fall in your relationships and friendships. Not only should you do it without feeling bad, you should understand that it's your responsibility to do it. Some of you are listening or watching today and you are trying to progress in your faith all the while there are relationships that are holding you back and pulling you back from advancing into what God has for you. And so I wanna talk to you for a minute and and reassure you that it is okay to put boundary lines, to redefine those relationships, maybe to even cut off that voice in your life for a season, for a season. You know, the Bible says this, that don't be fooled. I love this in the book of Proverbs. Don't be fooled for bad company corrupts good morals. And it tells us not to be fooled because we can justify and tell ourselves, no, it's okay. It's okay that that friend is still in my life. It's okay that I allow that voice of that family member to still drive me and manipulate me and dictate me. Well, no. Uh, We see from Jesus, it matters who's in your space. Jesus didn't feel bad about telling everybody to get out of the room. He wasn't like, oh, they're going to be offended um, if I ask them to leave or or I care about what they think about me. He said, we are in a place where we are going to see a miracle. It is a life or death situation. And so we need to be super selective of the people who are in that space. And let me say that to you, as you're growing in your faith, you're believing God for new things uh, you need to be super selective about the people who are in your space you need to stop feeling bad about it uh, you need to, to get on with it you need to stop being manipulated by these personalities and you say I am drawing a boundary line here where I am I am choosing faith relationships that are going to actually spur me on to see a miracle. Your breakthrough, might be contingent on your ability to redefine who is in your room. God wants to bring some things back to life in you. He wants to speak life over your dreams, over your vision, over your marriage. And and you have to protect that seed of faith with the voices around you. The relationships are either going to speak into it or they're going to speak against it. They're either going to propel you forward or they're going to propel you backward. And so we're going to talk about the right kind of people, setting the tone of your room, and how to handle those difficult personalities in a way that you are not being anti-Christian. You know, everyone thinks, oh, you're a Christian, you just have to let everybody speak into your life. No, the truth is that because you're a Christian, you should be even more selective on the voices uh, that are speaking into your life. That doesn't mean you have to cut people off. You don't have to become one of those weird Christians that isolates themselves. There is a right way to do it. So, setting the tone in your room. First of all, selecting the right kind of faith friends, selecting the right kind of people. First of all, you attract who you are, not who you wish you were. So, when you're thinking about faith friends and you're like, you know what, I really want strong people of faith. Uh, To come into my space, to to really spur me on. Think about, you know, what kind of person are you? Are you a person who's seeking the Lord, who is uh, going to Bible study, who is going to small group, who's going to church? Or are you surrounding yourself and putting yourself in atmospheres where there aren't any faith relationships that can be built? You attract who you are, not who you wish you were. So a lot of times we can Go to spaces and places that aren't necessarily bad, but they're not setting us up to make those faith connections. So, I would say the first step in developing faith friends, the right people in your room, is getting in the right room, getting in the right space, you know, joining that Bible study, going to church, taking a chance on a ladies' group or a prayer group. And so, putting yourself in the right atmosphere. And understanding this—that that not everybody who is in your room now is going to go with you into this new space—that there might be some great people that you realize, you know, what if I if I step back and I really looked at our relationship and I really did an analysis of it, it's not propelling me forward; um, it's drawing me back. And so, so really understanding that not everybody is going to go into that new space, and that's okay. And, and so investing in the people and the relationships that are centered around faith. Are your conversations centered around gossip? When you get around that person, are, are they like, hey, you know, we have to pray for so-and-so. We, we are really good in the Christian circle of guiding gossip uh, through prayer requests. I, I, you know, this isn't gossip. If, if a conversation starts like that, you might say, wait a second, let's put on the brakes. Because chances pretty much are that it's gossip. And, and here's the thing, if your relationships are built on those principles, they're not gonna propel you forward in faith. Uh, they're gonna keep you stuck. Especially if you're in a room where you're believing for a great breakthrough, you need the presence of God in that room. When Jesus walked into the room, some people had to go. Some of their behavior patterns had to leave in order for the miracle to happen. And gossip, backbiting, strife, drama, can't be in your room when you're believing God for the next big thing. You know, uh, maybe you're believing for a breakthrough. Maybe you are crying out for restoration in your family. Maybe this is a pivotal moment for you. Get that junk out of your space. You don't need those behaviors and those thought patterns in your space. Your faith friends should draw out the new nature in you, not pull you back to your old mindsets. We had a a friend who was a lifelong friend, amazing person, nothing wrong with this person, but they had a, a, a habit of using comedy to draw out Old nature or old thinking patterns. Um, and, and there was a point where we had to realize, wait a second, there might not be anything wrong with this person. They're even a Christian, like God bless them, but they're maybe not meant to be in my room. Th- them being a part of my life isn't doing anything beneficial for my faith. It's actually when I'm around that person, I feel more like my old nature. I feel more like I'm engaging in things that maybe I shouldn't be engaging in than feeling filled up and faith built. Well, that's okay. That's me realizing that that, you know, that is bringing out my old nature rather than the new nature that God has created in me. Are there relationships that when you walk away from them, you feel a little bit less renewed than you did when you went into them? Are there, are there moments where you feel like, you know what, I feel like my faith is actually decreased since I sat down at this table rather than increased? If that's you today, you might need to clear the room. And so, you know, what, what kind of friend is that? Are they, are they bringing out the new version of you or are they really celebrating the old version of you? Uh, Are they projecting their doubts, fears, and disappointments on you? You know, we see in the scripture that in Matthew, when Jesus went into the room, people actually began to laugh. And it was their doubt. It was their uh, maybe past disappointments. It was their, their thinking that, you know, this could never happen, that they actually laughed out loud. And if we're not careful, the wrong people in our room, not that they're bad people, but they can start to project their thoughts fears, and disappointments onto our situation. And if, if we're not careful, we can take that on as ours, and it creates a limit in our life. It boxes us in because of their projection. If the people that are closest to you are laughing at your dreams, if they're telling you your miracle can never happen, if they're saying, well, why do you want to get a new job and have more? You know, if they're always questioning your motive, chances are that they're projecting onto you from their past circumstance and situation. And here's the thing that can cross over to a very toxic and very manipulative relationship because now they're projecting on you and they're using your emotional response to control you to control your your actions, to control your mindsets, to control what you do. And and it becomes a very uh, toxic, unhealthy relationship to advance your faith. And you can very easily set a boundary line. You can say, you know what, that was your experience and I appreciate you sharing that with me, but I'm believing God for such and such. Put that boundary line down and say, you know what, yep, gotta go outside my room. Doesn't mean I cut you off completely maybe, but you don't have access to those parts of me, the parts of me that are really fighting and believing in faith. Do you have friends who challenge one another? Or are they competing with you for a miracle? You know, everyone in that room wanted the same thing. Everyone in that room wanted that little girl to get up from from the dead nobody was in there saying well my daughter died i don't want you know why should why should this miracle happen for you it wasn't a competitive spirit everyone was in unity together believing for the same thing there is power in unity however nothing kills unity quicker than comparison jealousy Uh, you know, I I don't want you to get ahead. I don't want you to get out of debt. If you get out of debt, then, you know, where is that going to leave me? If your marriage is good, it's just going to magnify the fact that my marriage is bad. And so you need people in your life that are cheering you on in faith, that are unified together with you, that can pray for you, that can actually Uh, pick you up when you feel discouraged. She will speak a word of faith over your situation. And so challenge yourself and say, are the people that are closest to me or my five closest friends, people who are threatened when I want to, to dream bigger? Are they threatened when I want to believe for my marriage? Or are they people who say, yes, you know what? I'm believing with you. I'm going to pray with you for this situation to come to pass. Because there is power in unity. There is power in relationships. You know, as we talk about toxic relationships and clearing and redefining and sending out different invites to our room, to the room of our life, to the sacred spaces of what we're believing for in our lives, you know, as we're doing that, be reminded that we do need people it would be so much easier if Jesus was like everybody out everybody out but he didn't he invited people of faith with him uh, to see and experience the miracle and God doesn't want you to do it alone he wants you to have relationships maybe you're watching and you've been hurt maybe you're watching and you have toxic relationships that you're like look I've tried uh, to put a boundary line and it's not working. Maybe it's even toxic family members that you're like, I don't even know how to escape this. Like if it's a friend, you tell them, sorry, can't be friends anymore. But family, like you just can't shake family. I'm telling you, redefine it through the word of God. Say, God, help me to set boundaries. Help me to love. Help me to draw lines to protect my faith. Nobody's going to protect your faith for you. Nobody is going to bring faith in the room, in your room, but you. And so what I pray is this. I know we just touched on this briefly, but I want you to have a fresh perspective. I want you to take a fresh inventory of the people that are in your space of faith, in your realm of, uh, of living, of, of you know the household that you have. What are the voices that are speaking into that space, redefine it set boundary lines have the hard conversations and invite good new friendships in even if you've been hurt in the past set yourself up to get in a space where you're going to create good godly relationships but who is in your room take a good hard look redefine it protect it because i'm believing this is going to be your year of miracles